On today's Locked On Mavs, Isaac and I are going to be breaking down the Dallas Mavericks win over the Miami Heat. Luca, I am not your father. May the fourth be with you. I'm Luca Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. special, dare I say, immaculate vibes again for you tonight in exactly. Miami. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Miami Maven, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, it's Star Wars Day. Let's well, it go. Was, yes, it was, it was yesterday. Yesterday. It's still for us okay, today. okay. Yesterday. Nick, I know the answer to this, but who's your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, it's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, incredible, incredible character. Not in the movies, but if you've watched any of the Clone Wars, if you've watched Rebels, if you've watched Mandalorian, you've seen Ahsoka Tano, and her story is is great. It's incredible. What's the what's the Mavs equivalent to you know how like gatekeepers for Star Wars are, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, <laughs> you're a fan? Well, have you watched the animated series? Okay, you're not a fan. What's the Mavs equivalent to have you watched the animated series? It, well, are you asking who does that? It's... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not asking who <laughs> yeah, does yeah, yeah. it. I'm saying like, who are what? the gatekeepers? It's probably toxic masculinity. I mean, <laughs> if we want to get into that discussion, no, no, get... no. <laughs> not naming names. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's different thresholds. There's like, uh, you know, if you know, uh, Dorian's good, or if you know, Luca can play defense, or if you know, like the Maxi's good, you know, like those kind of yeah, things, there's those level true. of, there's those level of, all right, it's a, if you say this, then I know this, right. Then I know yeah. how much you watch. I know Luca's how much bad you, at defense. Right, right, right. A little bit. Even some like the no name players over the years. It's like, yeah. Well, if, if you watch Pierre Jackson play. Then you Papa are God. <laughs> yeah. Then you are Yogi Farrell, maybe. <laughs> oh, freaking love Yogi! Shout out to Yogi. Yogi Sh- could make the finals. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Uh, on today's show, like I said, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks' 127 to 113 win over the Miami Heat. A pretty solid win overall. Uh, some pretty big moments in this game, though. I thought there's some big things you got to break down. Rick Carlisle is. He's making moves, man. He's not just sticking mm. to one thing. We're not seeing this stagnant, everything the same Rick, especially with a lot of these guys injured. And so uh, we'll talk about a lot of those moves. Talk about, the bi- I think, the biggest one. Josh Richardson started the game. Willie Colley-Stein also started the game. But Josh Richardson did not start the second half. Uh, Willie Colley-Stein also didn't start the second half because Dwight Powell replaced Willie Colley-Stein and Josh Green. Josh Green, the rookie, replaced Josh Richardson. In the start, the second half starting lineup, yeah, uh, that was huge. I thought because we don't see that often. Rick mentioned it after the game that we don't. He doesn't do that often. He tries to stick with the same lineup. And Richardson's like quote unquote a vet on this team, and he's a guy they that traded they, for him. they traded <laughs> for him. They specifically target him and brought him in, and to sit him like that, I thought was huge. Yeah, I think we're slowly starting to see over the past, you know, what week or two. Uh, we're starting to see how the coaching staff is, you know, is seeing Josh, you know, Josh Richardson. We have to, now that Josh Green's actually playing some, we have to differ between the two Joshes. But, you know, 
we have been saying, you know, Mavs Twitter, Mavs fans, not on Twitter, Matt, you know, this podcast, we've been analyzing Richardson's minutes and just like his up and down season, but even, you know, more recently, he hasn't been playing well at all. Few games, you know, he hasn't been playing in the fourth quarter at all. He played nine seconds in that game, you know, the other night against fourth the Wizards. Quarter. It's like, dang, like what, you know, what, what's going to be the shift if they're going to start taking him out of the lineup? And then tonight for him to not start the, that second half and to see a guy like Josh Green, who I'm, yeah, we'll talk a lot about Josh Green, but. Josh play, Josh Green played almost the I think he might have played the entire third quarter. It's like, hey, we're just gonna <laughs> like throw it. this this young guy out there. And you know, Josh Richardson, he's he's not like he's not dumb. You've seen it after the game. He talked to us yeah. media and you know, even after a big win, and you and I don't like blame him. Like I think he's happy for the team. We see him cheering on those guys, but even you could tell a little bit in his face that man despondent. I yeah, I'm I might have just uh lost some money this offseason or slash, you know, uh, been replaced in the rotation. Uh, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 ca- carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it after some wins. Stay tuned for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. All right, Isaac Harris. So you mentioned Josh Richardson after the game, and I thought this was the, the big story, like you said. Uh, after the after the game, he comes in to meet. He comes into the, the media row after he talked to Carlisle. Carlisle praised him a lot too. He said, yeah. you know, he played really well in the second half. He played really well in the, in the fourth quarter." But they needed and that he, energy. And he did. He did. Yeah. And I think he does deserve that prop too because some some guys like him who get replaced, like there was no no way around it. He got benched. He got replaced yeah. in the second half. And he comes in in the fourth quarter, and you could tell a difference. Like it it wasn't a "I'm going to pout" type of reaction. It was okay. The young, the young pup outplayed me and outworked me. I need to go out there and play better than him. And I thought he responded well and played really well. Josh Richardson's story is so interesting to me. If you go back, uh, I remember when we fir- when Josh Richardson first landed on the Mavs, I had David Ramil from Lockdown Heat on the show. And he wrote this in- incredible, like real in-depth, you know, feature story, feature length. Uh, article on Josh Richardson, his, his his upbringing and how he got to Miami and how he started to get some minutes in the rotation and all this. And I think it was on Fansided. But uh, if you go back to that podcast, there's a link in it. But he started talking about how he wasn't even like a really highly recruited player in, in college or you know in, co- going into college. He wasn't even necessarily a starter his first year in college. And then he like worked up to that point. And in the NBA, he started again from from the bottom, you know. And he started to work his way started up. He was a rising star. He, he was a rising star for the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat fans thought that he was like the next thing, that he was going to, more so than Justice Winslow, he was going to be their next star type player. And so they started you know, bringing him up. And then they traded him for Jimmy Butler, which and being in a trade for a guy like that is pretty big. And I wonder if there's a little bit of Josh Richardson needs you know, to earn it. And I'm not sure that he, like he feels maybe that he had arrived, especially coming on a younger team where he's the older guy now. And it may not necessarily be his fault or anything, but maybe this is the way to motivate him to show him that nothing is nothing is promised, right? Like nothing is is given to you, um, even if they made promises on the trade and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't necessarily his decision, but yeah, I wonder if putting his back up against the wall like this in a game like this um, changes some things for him or at least puts it into perspective. And I wonder if that's why he was so despondent after the game because, like you said, he comes in, he comes in, he sits down, and he 
I, the mic was a little bit quiet tonight, but he was the quietest I've ever heard him. No smiles. People were starting to, you know, like like uh, even Eddie Sefko, you know, Mavs.com asked him a question. Like, is it fun coming back to Miami and playing here with all these guys that you like? And he just kind of tried to ask a question to get him to, you know, respond and talk positively about those Miami guys. And he did, but he said – yeah, you know, I, you know, I like playing in Miami, love those guys and you know, and even your question about Dwight Powell was like, yeah, you know, Dwight Powell's amazing and you know, he's great on the floor and just like so quiet and yeah. he's not necessarily a big rah rah like scream yell kind of guy necessarily, but But he has a lot of personality though. He has personality and Super we did fun not guy. See, we did not see that. We did not see any energy from him in the post game after a win. And so I think part of it, it is not just that he's like a selfish guy and he's like, Oh, no. I'm mad that this team won, even though I didn't, you know, any anything like that. It's that I think it's starting to click with him. Hey, I'm not I'm not playing as well as I need to be, especially if I'm potentially going into an off season where I'm gonna be a free agent. Yeah, and he praised Josh Green. He said, Man, Josh yes, yeah. was playing hard and I yeah, I, I didn't take that. I mean, I think he's one of the least selfish dudes on the team, yeah. especially because we've praised him so much when he's not playing. He's one of the first dudes up on the bench. Like he's standing up over there cheering the guys on. So I took it as like, man, he's just like mad at himself of like, I gotta, I gotta play better and I gotta earn my, my minutes and my spot back. And, you know, I, I think the first question, and that's honestly why I didn't tweet out any, you know, quotes from that because I don't want, I don't want fans to see that and be like, man, or hear or see a quote, you know, written out and say, man, that's just like, he's just pissed or something like that. And I just don't, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I took it that way. So I, I think it's definitely something to watch, you know, going forward and seeing where, I mean, they literally traded Seth Curry. And it's like the whole Seth Curry, Josh Richardson thing. It's like, I thought the team's ceiling would be higher with a Josh Richardson, but I never thought we'd reach a point to where Josh might would barely be in a rotation type of thing. Like I'm pretty dang confident that Seth would, would always be in the rotation that Seth wouldn't get passed up by anyone. But I never thought Josh, like you see, I think there's a, there's a wider thing, wider range uh, in the Josh Richardson Mavs rotation minutes uh, area. Um, I don't know how the best spectrum. It. Yeah. I guess the ceiling I think was higher with Josh Richardson. Like if it hit fully defense hitting the three and everything, but the floor is much lower for Josh Richardson too, to where like there's a world, like, would you be totally shocked? If playoff time, Josh Richardson is either not in the rotation or barely playing any minutes. Totally shocked. Yes. Okay. I would be. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he only plays like 10 minutes, you know, right? If he if he plays, you know, kind of what J.J. Reddick's kind of role is right now. If he came in and just was like a spot defender, basically. Because yeah. there, are to- there are times, man, where he's just – he's like a negative on the floor, especially offensively. If yeah. he's not hitting that little – you know, run up and basically falling down on the ground. I mean, his his jump shot, especially on the move, he leans back so far. And if he's not hitting that little mid-range shot, if he's not hitting the threes, which he just hasn't been this season, uh, then there's not, there's not a ton else to, to his offensive game at the moment. Maybe it's yeah. just still trying to find his fit with everybody, but it's been a while now, right? Like, it's been almost, a you know, a yeah. season. So it's starting to get to that point. And I think Richardson realized it, which is why his response was like that. Uh, yeah, I, it's not necessarily going well for me, and I got to do something, change something else with my game. Maybe it's just more effort. Maybe it's more um, – I don't know. So there's a lot of stuff to get into. But let's talk about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, Isaac Harris. Uh, let's give up some no- nominations for who should be 
the player of the week for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, I thought you were going to go with one. My bad. I mean, obviously we talk about Luka. Like the Mavericks went 4 and 0 this uh this is so strange. The the Mavericks, oh, the Mavericks went 4 and 1 uh in games this week. Luka played in um five of four of them and they went 3 and 1 in those games. 30 points. They he shot 55% from the floor, 33% from 3. He uh nine rebounds, 10 and a half assists, five turnovers, but um just a great um you know, great stat line as always from Luca. Hardaway's got to be there. I was right? gonna say like, I'm I'm going off Luca on this. I'm going Tim because you know he sets. Even though he did set out the last game against Sacramento, but two games before that, which was that's the game the they tw- lost. By the way, they're four they're four zero when Tim Hardaway plays this week. Exactly. He had 42 in Detroit. He had six threes in that game. We all know Senior was in was in that game. He hit <laughs> ten threes against the Heat tonight. I think I With think Tim Hardaway gets it. Jersey in the rafters. Like yeah. you can't like this is another just crazy moment where you can't script it because even though Tim Hardaway Senior wasn't in the wasn't at the game, his jersey mm. hangs in the rafters at the American Airlines there. Arena in Miami. And uh Tim Hardaway Jr.'s grandma was there. We've had a grandma game before. I can't remember when it was, but I know we have. It was probably the last time they played in Miami. It's but, just it's just the bloodlines. I think it just has it's to be anytime, and he talked about it after the game. Anytime his family is there, he you know gets really into it, and uh, you know, Hardy wor- made a joke. It's, hey, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and if you love playing in front of your family like Tim Hardaway Jr. does, it definitely shows and it pays off. So he's definitely the the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week this week. Twenty six point eight points per game in those four games. He shot fifty three percent from the field. Do you want to guess what he Damn. shot from three? On nine point five attempts per game in four games this week, seventy five percent. Oh come! Now this number is not going to look as great. 50 three percent. So basically the same from the field and from three. Eighty three percent from the line. Two two assists a game, and he was a plus sixteen on average. Uh, And it's plus minus. So absolutely crazy week from Tim Hardaway Jr. Was he successful because he was happy? Or is he happy right now because he was successful? He needed this. He absolutely needed this run. Uh, we'll get to him a little bit later. But, yeah, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment is in the end game. It's the whole game. Crack open a Michelob Ultra and enjoy some Tim Hardaway Jr. Bounce back fever. Get that. We'll uh, talk more about him coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this game. So we were talking about Josh Richardson, and we talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. in the Ultra Player of the Week segment. Let's get into him a little bit more because this was a bounce back Tim Hardaway this week. Uh, and it just kind of happened. The, the the Pistons game was that. This game was that. He had a really, really down beginning of April. And now it seems like he's back. And it kind of is just, and they talked about it in the post game. His shots weren't necessarily, he mentioned this. He said his shots weren't necessarily short or long. They were left or right. He was just kind of off. And he seems to have gotten it back. He's made 10 threes tied the Mavs single game record uh do you know the two players who have the Mavs single game record of most threes in a game with 10 George McLeod and Wes Matthews you could have made it a little bit more exciting you know oh you, sorry <laughs> a lot of this a lot of this is like performative Isaac uh, I, I George Murison <laughs> I know you know this <laughs> We're playing it up for the audience. And also, we're on YouTube now. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you're dead to me. Uh, Hit subscribe below. We're playing it up for the the audience, Isaac. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, 
Great bounce back week for Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Tim Hardaway, the last five games that he has started for the Mavericks, they've went four and one in those games. Uh, most notably over the last uh, two games, uh, he started, uh, he had 42 against Detroit. Then he had his huge game tonight against Miami. He was asked about that, at, uh, or Rick was asked about it after the game. And Rick made actually a note about it. I think Tim McMahon, you know, ESPN tweeted it out too and said, hey, I, I think that it is something notable that he had these you know, two huge games when he was starting. And I asked you that about Josh because of like, would you be surprised if he's not in the rotation in a few weeks? Like, is there a world in which Tim starts again? And then, oh, yeah. Josh, and then Josh Green and, and JJ Redick like split the Hardaway minutes off the bench, like Josh is, Green or Josh Richardson. Josh Green. I'm not going that far. I'm not going like Josh Green had a nice game tonight, and he made a big impact, and his effort was there. the The effort games you need more in yeah. the regular season. You're not going to need those as much in the playoffs. Everyone's going to be given the effort. It's just a different animal. And so True. I can see Good Richardson, point. Richardson Ar- around the horn, ding, 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 coming up. the But yeah, I would start Tim Hardaway right now. I would just play him right now. They, they need to get off to better starts. And it seems like Tim Hardaway, if his, if his shot is going down, if it's not, you know, beginning of April, Tim Hardaway, then yeah, I go for it. Yeah. I mean, the thing you're obviously giving up is, is the defense and, but you know, how much is it mattering? Like I know yeah, right now it's Ariza not scored 16 yeah. points in the first quarter, right? Like, <laughs> Real quick with Ariza. Is Ariza, I watched Ariza and I'm like, is that is that peak Dorian? Is that the peak Dorian comp? That's that a good can, that's a good Dorian comp. Uh I think Dorian's a little longer than Ariza, maybe. Okay. Ariza's three was is I mean, Dorian's three is about as reliable as Ariza's was. Uh, Ariza seems like he has been in the I, He had a step back three in this game though, so I, I don't know about that, but he yeah. Ariza confuses me because I'll watch him play, and I'm like, you don't play like you're old. But then he was on. You see some of these first teams he was on, those like early Lakers teams. He, was <laughs> like, on, he, he won the yeah. title. I mean, he was he was on the Knicks in 2005. He was with Kobe and Shaq, right? Stop. No? No, he wasn't, no, he was with the Kobe and Powell, Kobe in, and two, Powell. in 2009. But still, it's like, dang, how long have you been in this freaking league? And <laughs> he then he puts up Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> then he puts it up six. I knew he was with Kobe and the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. couldn't remember which one. But, that's a uh, long time. That's that's two. Which run did the Lakers? Which Actually, one was he? no. He he entered the league in two thousand four. The 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 Kobe and Shaq era ended the season before that. So, dang, Josh Green. That is, is he got diapers. close to that era. <laughs> How old Josh was Green? Josh? Was he, was he alive? <laughs> yeah, he was alive. Uh, but he was like two probably. Um. But no, he puts up 16 in the first quarter, and I'm like, what is going on? He was four. He was was four. And uh, I texted uh, our good friend and buddy, Jonathan Charks. Yeah. Uh, Guys, we talked about him uh, a while back. And uh, yeah, you guys can still, you can go to his Twitter and see how you can support him and his family uh, right now as he is uh, fighting cancer. So anyway, I texted Charks during the game, and I said, uh, Hey, uh, just want you to know that uh, Trevor Reza just put up 16 on the Mavs in the first quarter. If, if you was wondering what Trevor Reza was doing right now, and but it's like dumb. It's like how's Reza put, putting freaking 16 points on it in the first quarter? I'm like, this is gonna be one of those games, and just made me mad. That made no sense, and it wasn't just like bad defense. He was hitting step backs, and he was just hitting like yeah. these crazy. Th- it was like you know you have to leave somebody open with Duncan Robinson out there and bam, you got to give a little bit more attention to those guys. 
but man, hey, the, you said you said Bam. I think Willie and Dwight get some credit tonight. They did really well. I thought Bam Dwight had, had a ele- great game. Bam had eleven points, eleven rebounds, and like normally, I feel like Bam has just torched our bigs. And Bam's just an incredible player, and for him to just have eleven points tonight, I think you have to give credit to Willie and Dwight. This Miami team is so tough when they don't have a point guard that's just like, or or an offensive fulcrum like Butler that's just going off that you have to give more attention to. Because if you can put a lot of attention on Bam, it's really tough for him to just score by himself. And Dragic and Nunn were not great in this game. They didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, I'm so out on Kendrick Nunn. In more ways, in more ways than one. Uh, so I can't remember what that's about, but oh well. Oh, no, I'm out on him, so you <laughs> there can, you go. You, it it you works. Can, you can Google it, but okay. Uh, well, this this Miami team was playing Iguodala and Ariza <laughs> in their starting yeah. five with uh, with Bam, then then Nunn and Duncan Robinson. Like, man, there's just so much relying on Bam if he's not, you know, if he's not just completely on his game with Jimmy Butler out. Um, yeah, and Tyler Hero out too. That was another big one. How much tape do you think Duncan Robinson studied of JJ Redick growing up? Well, he's 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 on his podcast network, right? Like he's he's part of that group now, so he uh, followed in the footsteps. I'm gonna say so. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some more of this game. A lot of lot of lot more a lot more players that we need to a talk lot about. of more a lot, a lot of more. more. There are more players that we need to get into and talk about. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I had one today. The I coconut brownie one. chunk. Absolutely delicious. What flavor did you have? What do you think? Oh, coconut, coconut brownie. Nine delicious flavors. They are absolutely delicious. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Uh, for example, 17 grams, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense, but that's the way that it is. Order today. Get raspberry, mint brownie, whatever you like. Go get it. Uh, and then there's some Mother's Day deals, too. Go check out the website. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next bar at BuiltBar.com. We highly recommend them all the time. BuiltBar.com. Also want to tell you about RockAuto.com. Um, Isaac, you're not a car guy, right? You don't no. go out and fix your car. No. I don't go out and fix my car. Far be it from me to go to a store and to know exactly which part I need for my car and which one fits in my car. I would probably go. I would buy something. I would bring it back. It wouldn't fit. Uh, be on YouTube, trying all these different videos, trying to figure out why this thing doesn't work. And then I would think about taking it back, and then I wouldn't ever take it back because I get lazy with stuff like that, especially with returns. But with rockauto.com, you know exactly the part that you need, the exact part that's going to fit for your car. Go get it at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy, easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much and twice as much the time for parts? Um, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Sing it with me. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. We haven't talked about Luca at all. 
Uh, he had a he had a decent game. He shot the ball really well, I thought, in the second quarter, yeah. and was really the he offense. Had a, <laughs> he was the offensive push for them to start and get that lead. His mid range shots, his threes were going down. Five of ten from three, only twenty three points, 12, 12 rebounds, and eight assists for him. But he had seven turnovers because Miami was trapping the mess out of him at the big yeah. first half. He had a stretch against Bam, three straight possessions that I I love when great players say okay great defenders i'm gonna i'm gonna like take you up on this challenge and bam can guard guys like luca he really can he's really he's a really good defender and the first you know he he gets bam on the switch and that's when he does all the little dribble moves goes in does this like fade back shot against bam he makes it banks it in and he goes down the court laughing whatever comes back down the court does the same thing, bam, switch, and then he just rains a three right in his eye. And I'm like, okay, Luca's just doing this on purpose against Bam at this point. Yeah. Then comes back down and pulls off, like, attempts this, like, stupid three. Like, what are, what are you even trying? And honestly, it was on target. It came up short, but it's those moments, like, Luca's doing that, like, he's doing that on purpose and he's scoring against one of the best, like, defending bigs in the league on switches. And it was just, yeah, you know Bam's just like, what the crap, man? Like, what do I do? I don't. I can't even do anything about. And then he's got slow Iguodala, slow Ariza, and like Dragic and <laughs> none yeah. next to him. He's like, what else am I supposed to do here? Uh, yeah, brutal. So yeah, Luca took it to him. Not really much to say about his game. The seven turnovers were concerning because they were trapping. But here's a little thing that I saw, and we, we can get into this guy now. Josh Green is a little bit of a trap fixer. And it really shows uh, who was the, oh I think it was Zach Lowe that said this recently. This is the second time I'm bringing this up, but about Josh Green, about Josh about Josh Green. Zach Lowe mentioned about Rondo on the Clippers. There are just certain passes you don't realize are there until another player comes in and starts making the passes, and then you're like, oh dang, that lane was there. That you know that guy was always there. That you know all these passes have been available. It's just they didn't have somebody with the skill to get those passes or the the knowledge, the basketball feel. And Josh yeah. Green has that. Like there's there a bunch of times Josh Green broke some of those traps in that second quarter, and he had you know a couple of assists. How many did he, how many assists did he finished with? Three assists, three steals, four rebounds, four points. He was a plus seventeen when he played. But Josh Green's a little bit of a of a trap breaker, and that's they need somebody in the secondary creator yeah. role that can pass well, right? Like. Brunson isn't it. Hardaway Jr.'s not necessarily it. Uh, Josh Green obviously is not it, but his passing was what made it so that he it definitely broke things open offensively for the Mavs in that second quarter. He gives you a little bit of tease of, oh, somebody else can hit that pass, like besides Luka, and it stands out. So much of what Josh Green brings at times it like stands out so much because nobody else can bring it sometimes. Like, Outside of his effort and energy, which is just, it's so, it stands out so much. Yeah. And we've talked about it, you know, so like so much of like, does that say more about the Mavericks as a team or more about Josh Green? I don't know. I think both can be true in that. But when he crashes the board, some of the steals and passing lanes he jumps into, just his overall energy is just, it's, it's wild and it sticks out so much for the Mavericks. But also, some of the passes he pulls off are like, nobody pulls off those passes on the team. Like some of these, I mean, what? Are you with me now? He's the second best passer on the team. It was James Johnson, and now it's Josh Green. Oh, James Your Johnson. face is frozen, which is hilarious. I love James right Johnson. <laughs> Am I frozen? Am I frozen still? You're you're back now a little bit. You're pixelated, but yeah, I'm back. 
<laughs> but Josh Green's the second best passer on the team, which is saying more about the other guys than Josh Green. But I, but honestly, you know, Rick Carlisle after the game, media session starts, and a lot of times, you know, post game, Rick will start off by not taking questions. He'll give like a his opening statement, uh, commenting monologue. about the game. Yeah, opening monologue about the game, and he's like looking down at his paper normally, and he said, "Hey, you know, Tim Hardaway, great night. Luka Doncic had a great night. Both those guys had a great night." But the guy who changed the game tonight with his energy was Josh Green. And he praised him of just his energy and effort and everything and the heart that he has. And heart, like the beating yeah, heart. No. Yeah, not heart. Um, but no, I just, yeah, it it stands out. I'm happy for him because you know the season has to just been a weird season of barely playing. And now he gets in there and he busts his butt. And like, it, yeah, so... I don't know what, you know, he has a game like this and then some fans are like, oh, he should start. I'm not there. No. But I do I don't think you can watch him play tonight and say, "Hey, you're back to getting, you know, filling up water bottles." I don't think you can do that. I think he had I don't think he can have this game and it stand out that much and you say, "You're back out of the rotation." I think he's locked himself in to at least a stint of a few minutes every game. I do. I think so. Whose minutes is he taking? I don't know whose minutes there are, but I don't think you can watch this game and say, hey, you're not playing again. I think especially in these regular season games, for sure, especially when they don't look like they have energy, throw him out there. Carl, how many times have we said this? Like, Throw Josh Green out there if they don't look like they have a lot of effort, if they don't look like they have a lot of energy. Throw him out there. And and it was him and Powell together. They were diving on loose balls. There was that one possession yeah. where it was like an offensive tip out and then Josh Green got to the loose ball and Duncan Robinson got on it and Josh Green got on it again and then they had the tip and Josh Green got the tip. Like, There's just hustle plays like that that just are really, really big. For the Mavericks. Dwight Powell, by the way, five offensive rebounds in this game. When Bam wasn't in the game, Deadman was like a Deadman, you know? Like, <laughs> Deadman. I honestly forgot Deadman was still in the league, to be honest. Okay, real he quick. He was always uh, that guy that you're like, oh, could he make an impact on this team? And then you watch him, and you're like, ah, oh, never, never mind. Okay. Miami had two guys that played tonight I didn't know. And I don't know if that is, is that just Struss. me getting. Is that just me getting older and that I have kids now, so I'm not like in tune with like 2K to where I know all the like the deep end of this roster? But yeah, Max Struss, Strauss, he's, he's the new like uh, Joe Ingles guy where you're Alec not, Peters. Not, yeah, he's well, he's the new guy where you're like, oh dang, I didn't know who that guy is. And he comes out and hits like four threes. Yeah, and and Gabe Vincent, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know who that was, and he yeah. hit. He hit you four know, threes. <laughs> yeah, he hit four threes tonight towards the end of the game. So I didn't know either one of those guys were. So congrats to Miami fans. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure other fans say that about uh, Nate Hinton or <laughs> they probably, never play, so they can never say that. <laughs> probably Melly. Nate Hinton played in this game. Get off. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> anything else? Anything else that stood out in this game? Um, Dorian, another just solid Dorian night. Hit two. two hit two of his three threes. Three assists for him. He was a plus twenty eight highest on the team. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I, the stories of the game, you know, with the Josh Richardson, Josh Green thing, and Josh Green, like this is one of his best games of his short career. Uh, the biggest storyline of the game is Tim Hardaway hitting ten threes. I mean, that's just uh, massive and, and a huge game for him. 
And I mean, yeah, that that's the that's the two stories of the of the game right now. And we're still as we're you know, Maxi didn't play in this game, KP didn't play in this game. You know, Rick said earlier uh, in the day before the Miami game that you know Maxi's going to be out for a few games here. So you know, and I, I'm pretty sure he said you know KP is on a kind of a game by game basis. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. They have an off day. Uh, tomorrow on uh, on Wednesday or today on, today Wednesday. on Wednesday, and then they they suit up for a a back to back coming up on Thursday and Friday at home. A weird back to back Nets Cavs. We'll talk about it a little bit, but the Nets seem to be locked into second, uh, at least definitely top three. And so I don't know what's going to go on. Who's going to play for the Nets then? Wait, and then how they, are they locked in? They can, surely they're not locked in. No, they're, in. they're a game and a half out of first, and then they're a game and a half out of thirds. So they're definitely locked into th- the top to top three. Oh yeah, yeah, but they could so, still get one, and we. But they we could also. Det- but they could get some rest too if they wanted to and do something. True, like that, so. but we just detailed on our pod. Go back and listen to our podcast from yesterday, as we talked about the teams that have the most at stake. They have to get one, man. I I think even with all their, I think them having injury stuff should be more motivation to get one than anything. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. When we talked yesterday, when we talked about the, who has the most at stake and then, uh, by the way, the Mavericks stay in fifth. They are ahead of the Lakers because they, uh, they've got, they won the season series against Lakers, which is huge. We kept talking about that. Blazers are a game back. The Blazers, um, they play on Wednesday against, I think the Cavs, which is kind of ironic, but and do we did I see a LeBron report saying he might sit out a few more or is that wrong? Yeah, he he didn't play in the last game and yeah, he might sit out a couple. Here. Okay. I know that he might not ever be healthy again, so they they got to get him ready for the postseason this season. So if he doesn't play, then the Lakers uh you know, what if they lose a couple more and let Dallas, you know, stay at that 5 spot? That'd be huge. That'd be great, and if the Blazers oblige, then yeah, that, that would work. That would work for the Mavericks. And so Golden just State's to, move up to eighth at currently too. So that whole scenario of you finishing seventh and then you have to play Golden State in that first game that that would suck. Yeah, for sure. All right, there you go, guys. We will be back with a post game for the Nets. We'll be back on Thursday with another Lockdown Mavs, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. And now your moment of zen. Are you aware of sort of how tough the schedule is down the close with two against Boston, one against Philly, one against Milwaukee, I mean, and one against Dallas? I mean, does it almost feel maybe a little bit like pre-playoffs? That's tough for you? I don't know. I'm just saying. There's challenges. Maybe if your sorry ass was on our team, it'd be tough, but uh, I think we'll be just fine. (laughs) My sorry ass thanks you. Thanks, Jimmy. Love you.